This is called Open Run. No, I'm joking. I know exactly what this is. <laughs> that's, that's one of Harv's goofy jokes. You know, I'm I'm running the wing over yeah. here. Well, I'm spotting up. You're Jeff Skin Wade. That's who you are. <laughs> <laughs> the mighty Jeff Skin Wade. You know, I don't. You know, I, you know me. I'm not into that social media kick, but. I do troll you. I'm not troll. That's not the right word. <laughs> I don't want to say troll. You see what I'm throwing out? But I follow you. I see. I check you out, and you're right. You're always right on. You don't back down from from those uh, those people that are out there coming yeah. at you. <laughs> you yeah. go right back at them. So those things, you know, those things I are like funny. There, it's all to me. It's always about the mood I'm in at the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm ready to battle. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah not, not worth it. I'm gonna You're sip on this it. a little bit longer. <laughs> That's exactly right, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, the Lakers, man, it just looked like they're gonna be good for a while. I mean, Anthony Davis is expected to sign. Yep. Any moment, any day, any hour. Um, LeBron just re-signed for what two years, so that gives him three years. Left on his deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Skid. I just, I just think that they are the team to beat, and they just, they were just crowned champions a couple of months ago. So, I, I'm curious to what you think about it. Yeah, you know, the uh, my first thought on this is when you have a player as good and in his prime like Anthony Davis is that now officially knows what it takes to win. Yes. That makes a guy like that so much more dangerous in my Learn opinion. From LeBron. No yes. about it. And I think that was part of their deal was him teaching Anthony Davis. And who knows how long LeBron is going to play. I mean, right. This guy's a physical specimen when you look at him physically. Right. He looked like he he can he looks like he can play forever and ever and ever. You know, one of those Six million dollar man or something, mm. you know the, the the way he takes care of his body and all of that stuff. But I, you know, you look at Schroeder. They mm-hmm. added him. Oh, what Harrell, a, got yeah. Harrell from from the the neighbor in Los Angeles. Yeah, they're um, way better in in my opinion. Oh, they uh, they signed Morris back. And mm-hmm. I I just think they're going to be a better team. I mean, you get really Marcus All is on yeah. that roster now. It's hard to believe and hard to fathom. How you can win a championship, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and rebuild the way they have rebuilt and look like the favorite to win it again. You know what that? Uh, it's completely different eras, right? But the Gasol acquisition <laughs> reminds me of when suddenly the Lakers had Bob McAdoo coming off their mm-hmm. bench. You Absolutely, know, it's like yeah. Michael hey, Thompson. Yeah, you just add these great <clears throat> players that are at yeah. a point in their life where they're going to accept. Oh, Count will be a bench player here mm-hmm. on this dynasty. Now, Marcus Saul will probably get a lot of starts and things like that. I think but, he will start. Yeah. Yeah. I, he's a passer. Yes. You know, great screen setter. Mavs wanted him. Oh, I mean, who wouldn't want Marcus Saul? He right. just has a pedigree as a player, I think, that, that resonates with all teams in the NBA, if you think about it. I mean, yeah, I don't like to, to talk smart and dumb, but very intelligent mm-hmm. as a basketball player, very high IQ. And, um, Kawhi got all the credit, along with Van, Van Fleet, um, Siakam, mm-hmm. when Toronto won that yeah. championship. But I promise you he had a hand in Toronto being successful and um, will certainly help the Lakers. I, I'm, I'm just – and I'm not going to use the word afraid, but I'm – I'm just concerned that the Lakers have, have got to build their dynasty, man, to be quite frank with you. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And I also think, you know, the we'll get into the moves the Mavs have made, but we've talked about how Luka's sort of an accelerator. Uh-huh. And so, you know, you look at the big picture and you go, okay, they're in the big picture, but the Lakers are 
the cream of the crop. Mm -hmm. And you knew when LeBron initially went there, you knew he'd eventually get what he wanted around Mm -hmm. him. But there is something to be said about the guys that see what's supposed to happen before it happens. And that's what I didn't know about Luca coming over. Mm-hmm. Like, I could watch footage and go, okay, physically he reminds me of this, and I see his passing ability. But until you actually watch a game and watch, you know, you can see the sparks coming out of the guy's ears as his computer is just processing all this. Mm-hmm. And there's very few players in the history of basketball that have processed that in the way LeBron does. Mm-hmm. LeBron sees everything before yeah, it happens, does. and it's a matter of, can I get some of these guys with me to see it too? Mm-hmm. And Mark Gasol is one of those guys, especially defensively, that sees it happen yeah. before it happens. Dr- big picture. Draymond yeah. is like that. That's yes, Draymond's is. special gift is yeah. he sees the things happen before it's they happen. Point, because I talk to a lot of people that they don't have Draymond up on their board, up high on their board, uh-huh. right? because he can't shoot right. consistently. You know. He, he doesn't have Kyrie Irving-type ball-handling skills. He's just one of those guys, to your point, that has a great feel for the game. Yes. And intellectually, he uh, he understands where he fit and how everybody else fits. Yeah, I th- no, I think that's Gasol a great— Gasol is one of those guys. Yeah, no and those guys have to be with LeBron's and Anthony Davis's mm-hmm. or with Steph Curry's and, and Clay Thompson's. And, and so uh, I remember our buddy Greg Buckner was telling uh-huh. me this. So at the time that Draymond came out of Michigan State, yes. and remember he was a second-round pick, yeah. uh, he said, he, you know, Buckner was running their draft stuff, mm-hmm. running the drills. And he goes, man, he won every individual drill. Mm-hmm. His team won every team drill. Yeah. And when we took breaks, everybody was standing around him. He and I was, like, him. I was like, we're crazy if we don't draft that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, some guys just have that. You know, we talk about intangibles and all this stuff. He's got it. And, you know, I didn't mean to go off on a Draymond thing, but that's oh, you, what – that's. We're just talking about guys that make a unique difference without being the focal point. Right. Of the offense, of the defense, whatever it is. He just knows how to fit. He does. As a player. And I think, you know, I talk all the time about winning players, players that you can win with. Mm -hmm. I think Gasol, beg your pardon, is one of those guys. He's just a special, um, very all around, well rounded type of a guy. Yeah. That that I think anybody, you know, like I, I always say that if you have the right individuals on your team, skin, the coach is important, but not as important mm-hmm. because when you police each other as players, I know this from just playing basketball all of my life. If I'm going to get on you, you're going to get on me. I'm going to hold you accountable. You're going to hold me accountable. Guess what? The coach can worry about what plays he's going to run right. consistently. He can he can actually coach. Right. You know, and that that's what the Lakers have now. I mean, like it or not, Schroeder. <clears throat> not not to mention how how well he's played against the, the, the Mavericks in the past, but this guy, to me, is going to be a difference maker because yeah. he makes them young. Yes. Along with Anthony Davis. Yes. Uh, LeBron can maybe miss some games, and those guys not skip a beat. I love Rondo. Mm-hmm. I love what he did for the, for the Lakers. Got him a ch- another championship, his mm-hmm. second one of his career. But Schroeder is better. Than 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 uh, Rajon Rondo. Absolutely, and I love, I'm a big Rondo f- uh, fan. It didn't work out for him here, but I like what he brings. His savvy, his coaching on the floor type of an attitude. He's a brilliant basketball no player. Question. I mean, the guy's but brilliant. I think they got an upgrade. Yeah, I agree. When they were able to get, get a guy like Schroeder from OKC, and at the point in his career, Harper, he's yeah. now a veteran. He's That's still exactly got right. all his athleticism. 
But now he's been in the league, what, five or six years, yeah, and he knows think it. About this, can think about how much LeBron is going to be able to influence and have an impact on him moving forward. Right. I mean, he's going to be able to teach this guy so much stuff, and I think Schroeder is the kind of guy that will accept it and get better as a player. I mean, he's a hard-nosed guy. Dirk spoke very highly of him mm-hmm. because they played together. In, in Germany. Yeah, in Germany. That's exactly right. So I'm, I'm really – Thinking that the Lakers, man, have uh, have done something, I, and I just wonder. I know you want to make another point, and I'll let you do that. But I, I'm I'm really wondering, and then we'll get into that. Who who poses the best, the biggest threat? I think the Clippers the have gone down. Now, well, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. The we'll see how they continue to blend together yeah. if they do or they don't. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I think the Lakers are like you can look at the Lakers and go, oh, they've made upgrades. Where you look at the Clippers, and go, oh, they lost some guys. Mm-hmm. And so I key think, guys. yeah, key guys. But you said something that I hadn't even thought about until you just said it. One of the hardest guys to play with for people that don't get it mm-hmm. is Chris Paul because he's about as demanding a basketball player mm-hmm. as there is. And if Dennis Schroeder just had success playing with Chris yes. Paul, uh, Rondo Two said alpha males, I think. Yes, yeah. And Rondo said something so intuitive uh, about that group of guys that they traded for Anthony Davis, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, mm-hmm. uh, the, all those group of guys. He was like, "What LeBron didn't understand is that those guys." grew up, literally grew up idolizing him. Mm-hmm. And for him, for them to feel not accepted Man. by him is like soul crushing for those guys. Yeah, yeah. That's huge right there. Yeah. That point is that that that's uh that's serious. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, I mean, because if you're if you're a twenty one year old basketball player, yeah. right, uh you don't remember watching basketball without LeBron. Right, LeBron's been in the league now for sixteen years, yeah, whatever it is. Been in the yeah, nine of those sixteen. <laughs> it's years crazy, man. Has won four championships. So yeah, the Lakers are, are beasts. I, you know, I think what uh, what we're probably most interested in is all right. Where do the Mavericks fit into that picture? Because yeah. they're a team on the up. So how can they get to that top tier? Is it a year away? Is it two years away? Are we going to see it this year? But yeah. They had a, a definitive plan of we're going to get better defensively, mm-hmm. and I feel like they made the moves necessary to do that. Whether or not it happens on the floor is another thing, mm-hmm. but I think you and I are both really high on getting Josh Richardson. I like him. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a um, he's a a better Dorian Finney-Smith, mm-hmm. and you know how much I I, I love Dorian yeah. Finney-Smith. But I think the thing that separates those two guys is Richardson's ability to stretch the floor. He mm-hmm. can score right. a lot better than, than Dorian can. He's a more natural, offensive-minded player than Dorian is. I hear he's a laid-back kid, kind of uh, easygoing. But when I watch him play, he does so many things. You know, he, he can defend, mm-hmm. long arms, very athletic guy like we just talked about. I just think that's what the Mavericks have been looking for. I don't like to question guys' toughness, but we've been been harping on the fact that no point intended yeah. harping. Yeah, um, we've been harping on the fact that the Mavericks needed a tough guy. I think he's quietly tough. I, I think Dorian is a tough-minded, tough, tough player. Willie Colley Stein mm-hmm. doesn't talk a lot, kind of reserved as a guy, but not going to back down and. All of a sudden, Dallas is long. Yeah, you know they're long. They're a long team. Like you look at the Lakers. They had Dwight Howard. They had McGee. Um, 
Kuzma. I mean, just a lot of long, athletic-type players. Remember when Detroit was winning championships? Chicago was winning championships? Chicago had Bill Winnington. They had Scott Williams. They had Sally. They had mm-hmm. just so Luke Longley. Mm-hmm. Just so, uh, so many long, athletic guys. And if nothing... Those are fouls, right? Those right. Are six fouls, guys that can take away easy layups on yep. the inside, those things. Come playoff time, man, when things get really tight and tough skin, that, that's a big deal. Yeah. And I, I just think Dallas is building their team that way now. You know, you let go a little shooting, mm-hmm. but Jalen can shoot the basketball. All, everybody on this roster is going to have to be able to shoot the ball from the perimeter because Luka, like you always talk about, he's going to find them. The, the only X factor I have with Dallas coming into this season, and it started, believe it or not, people might not even realize it right now because of everything that's going on. I don't think your focus is on, oh, the NBA is starting. Not yet. Right. But it has started. Yeah. There are going to be some games at the end of this month. Yep. So, like it or not, here, here, here we come. You said a, 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 you made a key point. How it translates, mm-hmm. it, it, to me, is going to be the key. How, how does all this come together? Johnson... Think about these guys that we've gotten. They have the right pedigree when, you, when you're speaking to success. Right. You know, a guy like Josh Richardson coming from Miami. Yes. I mean, coming from Philadelphia. I mean, there's some, there's some substance in, in what Dallas has done. And I, I don't know if they're the team. And, and like always, man, people do not talk about the Mavericks. Right. When they start naming off teams, I watched an interview with Seth Curry, Steph Curry the other day. He named a lot of teams in the West. And Dallas was the last team that he named. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, damn, people are still sleep on Luka, KP, and the Mavericks. And, you know, KP's health is important and will play a role in what's going on. Yep. But, I, I mean, when I, I still don't believe and, and, and can't quite get my arms around how great Luka is. Yeah. You know? I, I mean— he might be the best 20-year-old NBA player. I mean, he's probably the best 20-year-old since Magic, right? You'd have to consider yeah. LeBron, but he yeah, had easy. more experience than LeBron because he had been yeah. playing pro ball in Europe. You know, again, I, we don't even have to get into whether or not he was better than Magic. or you know, we, we love to compare, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. That's going to happen until the end of time. We're right. going to compare players. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, you know, like we were trying to say Luka was like – Pete Maravich. Right, 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 right. I know remember the I mean? Maravich stuff. <laughs> but, man, Luca is Luca. Yeah. You understand? And I think he showed in the play, his first playoffs that he is special in his own right, just as special as LeBron, as Magic, as Jordan. Not to take anything away from the greatness. You know, I'm old school. I believe in my guys, my old guys, guys that I competed against right. throughout my career. I'll, I'll put them – and go to war with them against any young generation there is. Mm-hmm. However, you either have it, it, right. being the, opti- the, the, the optative word, you either have it or you don't. Yeah. And Luca has it. And there's a tiny, tiny group of guys that actually have the, the highest he it. He has it. Yeah. If he didn't have it, you know, like, not to throw anybody under the bus, but there were people that thought I was, I was being a homer. You know, I, 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 was, I, I was being a homer, and you as well. Because we talk so much about Luca, mm-hmm. but I think Luca has kind of, kind of made our point for yes, us, right? When, when you think about what he's what he's been and what he's done as a player, and I just think you know, in spite of losing a guy like Seth, who I love, I mean, I, I love guys that can make shots, create shots mm-hmm. for himself and for other people. I think his IQ is off the charts. 
what, 44% career three-point shooter? Yes. Is Seth Curry. But I think they make up for all of that in a lot of unique ways. I think this team is going to be crazy better on the defensive side of the floor. I do, too. I do, too. And, you know, uh, you can speak to this better than most people I know because you actually played for Pat Riley. Mm -hmm. But when I'm looking at, like, I'm not, let's say I'm not watching clips. I'm looking at a resume, right? One of the things that would stand out more than anything for me on Josh Richardson's resume Mm -hmm. is that he was a second-round pick that earned a good-sized contract Mm -hmm. from Pat Riley. Like to me, if I, I think there's no better evaluation of basketball character mm-hmm. than Pat Riley. That's right. He ain't going to sign anybody that doesn't have what it or takes. Or draft. To, right. I talked right. to my brother about it last night. Name me a guy, maybe Beasley, that the Heat drafted. Okay. Do you, do you know the story on that? So the story on that is that Pat Riley did not want to draft Beasley. Okay. And every everyone in the organization said, Pat, you are out of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> there's two players in this draft. There's Derrick Rose and there's Beasley, yeah. and we have the second pick. We cannot not draft this guy. He's yeah. far and away more talented than ever. He had to be convinced by everybody in his organization, and yeah. he was right. Yeah. Everybody else was wrong. He was yeah. the guy that was right. Yeah, I mean, he's normally right. And, <laughs> and if you notice, again, when you see scouts evaluating talent at uh-huh. different camps and things of that, Pat Riley doesn't send other people. He's there himself. Right. He trusts his own eyes. And the eye test is important. Yeah. You know, if you, it, it, when I saw Luca play, I hadn't seen I have a friend that talked about Luca. He's one of these European gurus. He really likes players from overseas, okay? Mm-hmm. And he was talking about Luca. I said, how are you going to tell me what Luca is and you've never seen him? He says, no, I'm telling you, man, this guy is special. He's a special player. And I went to one little practice uh, when Luca got here. I didn't have to see a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to see it against different competition and things of that nature, you know, see him do it consistently and all of that. But I didn't. It didn't take me long to know this guy was going to be all world, man. Yeah, you know, just you, his. You, I think I've told you this. So when we, you know, uh, that that uh, rookie season, I hadn't seen you in a month or two or whatever, and we do that exhibition game yeah. against Beijing. And the way you that too. you were talking about Luke, I was like, "Oh man, Harp knows when Harp's feeling something." I'm. I, this makes me feel really this good. Dude is good. The, the other thing I learned from you, I wanted to say this because I was thinking about this the way you're describing Pat Riley. One thing that I learned from you is so when a game's going on and mm-hmm. we've got our headsets on and there's twenty thousand people in there and there's a timeout, right? Yeah. And so a lot of times during a timeout, we're talking back to the truck or we're yeah, yeah. checking Twitter or whatever. But one of the things that I learned from you is that you pay attention to what's going on in the huddles Mm because you can learn so much from body language, from spacing in a huddle. And I picked that up from you, and that's kind of that thing you're talking about, why Pat Riley would go in person is to observe Mm -hmm. the other things that aren't making a pass. or The nuances, and they're important, man. You know, let's face it, man, professional sports, there's a little selfishness to it when you start talking about individuals. I mean, guys are a little bit selfish. I mean, if you and I go – to, there's competition. Mm-hmm. You want to be the best broadcaster mm-hmm. that you can possibly be. You want to bring some some nuggets and some things to the table that nobody else in the Metroplex or in the country might come up with, right? Right. Same here. Right. And I, I, get, I have my experience from being a player. Mm-hmm. So surely I'm watching, I'm watching benches and body language. I always tell you, Skin, that I say on the broadcast that 
if you show if a losing team, the huddle is totally different. Mm-hmm. There's more engagement on on, uh, on a winning team than there is on a losing team, if right. you would, because right. you know guys that are losing, they want to play. The guys that that when you're a losing team, the the, the role players mm-hmm. think they can do better, mm-hmm. right? It's right. like, shit, give me a chance, <laughs> right? 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 Not doing any better than I can do. So, and I equate that to being in the finals, man. I, I think our guys, our our bench guys, and I'm probably gonna get 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 some some flack from Greg Anthony and from <laughs> you know Anthony Bonner, Charles Smith, Herb Williams, all those guys. Those are my guys, but I'm speaking candidly and honestly. There was just not that. That 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 come on, come on, come on, mm-hmm. everybody for each other. Mm-hmm. Houston had that more in the '94 Finals, and they end up being champions. So, regardless, man, to to whether or not you want your opportunity or not, it's a team, right? And the only way to be be greatly successful, Skip, is everybody has to buy in, and everybody has to believe in one another, and. You watch Sacramento, not to not to rag on on teams and organizations. You watch these losing teams that are in the league. Mm-hmm. Just watch their huddle when there's a timeout. Just watch who's up and who's high fiving and who's encouraging, things of that nature. Right, and you'll see exactly what that team is. You'd see exactly what their record is. So that's a fact. That's not something that you can just go look at stats and right. get. You right. understand? So to your point, I appreciate that one. And two, Pat Riley doesn't believe in that insubordination. He writes on the chalkboard, you're either in or you're out, mm-hmm. plain and simple. Mm-hmm. And there were times where the late Anthony Mason wanted to be out, thought that Coach Riley had favorites, mm-hmm. if you would. Mm-hmm. Patrick can do whatever he wants. Oak can do what he, whatever he wants. I can do whatever I wanted, you know, because I'm the teacher's pet. Or they were the teacher's pet. And Riles suspended the guy. You know what I'm saying? Bless <laughs> right. his heart. But Pat Riley just doesn't believe in that. And I think it's a credit to him, man, because you're talking about billionaire play, millionaire players, man, that that really have more of a voice than most coaches do. Right. But I mean, when you build your organization, I think I think the Mavericks organization is like that. I, I do I think, too. I, I really do, and I think it's grown to that. But there's no there's no 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 favoritism. I mean, I, I think. You know, Luke is a star. Mm-hmm. That myth that you treat all all players a lot is a lot. <laughs> right, right. It's a flat lot. Right. I mean, yeah. I think it was Jimmy Johnson that said that uh, kicked the guy off the team because he was sleeping in in a meeting. Right, right. right. Curvin Re- or uh, the you linebacker. Remember, yeah, yeah. Remember I remember. Yeah. And the question was asked, "What if it was Troy Aikman?" Right? Yeah. And he says, I would have woke him up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit. And that's real. I yeah. Mean, you, you just wake up your stars. You don't You don't get rid of people that, you know, we all have our, 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 our different value that we bring to a team or to mm-hmm. an organization. And, you know, you have to respect that. Star, you, Pat, Pat Ewing, Patrick Ewing wasn't treated like um, Hubert Davis. Yeah. You know, just that simple. And right. I think everybody has to respect and, and, and honor that man more than anything. So You, you know, it's exciting. Uh, I don't know if you saw this quote the other day. I didn't see the actual Zoom because mm-hmm. I was on the air, but I did read the quote. And so they were asking – they've been asking different guys about Luka's MVP candidacy, right, mm-hmm. asking his teammates about this. And Dwight Powell 
went into this incredible answer. And Dwight Powell is one of the kind of people that you're talking about. Yeah, he's all in at all he's times. He's all in, but he, he more importantly, he's a brilliant guy. He's a re- <laughs> yeah, he's a great heart, great soul, great brain. Yeah. Like that's an incredible Absolutely. combo. Definitely. And uh, and so, anyways, he was talking about. Well, you know what's really exciting to me is that all Luca really cares about is winning. Mm-hmm. And that other stuff will come as yeah. a byproduct of that. And, you know, that's kind of what you're talking about. Some guys might be like, you know, I don't want to talk about another guy's MVP shots. I want to talk. But he's talking about, not only he's talking about what, why the idea that they have an MVP guy, but what that means to the other players because of the type of player that Luca is and how yeah. it pulls all of these guys together. That's a great answer yeah, to me. I, and he does. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I think you could go down the list of those, his teammates. Um, I, I'm going to say this again. When, 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 when you know a guy is, has arrived and is special, he gets respect from all of the other superstar, right. all-star, all-pro caliber players. Right. And if you go to LeBron, who's mm-hmm. the king, mm-hmm. right? I saw Giannis say – in uh, a quote a couple of uh, couple of days ago that when he's the MVP, he'll say that. Right now, it's the king. So LeBron is still the king, right? Mm-hmm. Go get some, some some go get some quotes from LeBron and see what he has to say about Luca, right? Mm-hmm. Go to Giannis, see what he has to say mm-hmm. about Luca. Go to Steph Curry, James Harden, uh, Kawhi Leonard. The list goes on and on. Just go. That that that's how you know who you are as a player. I know I had a great career because I played against Magic and Isaiah and all of them. Michael Jordan will echo that. Mm-hmm. They will give me my props. Right. So that's how you know. You don't have to get it from people walking around with Jordan jerseys on and Luka <laughs> jerseys on. You don't have to get it from you. don't have to get it from me. You know you're great and special when your peers respect what you do yes. as a player. Yes. And every single guy, go to GMs, go to coaches and see what they think about Luka Doncic. Right. And it'll speak for itself, man. This guy is he's a transcending uh, talent, man, and, and going to be great for a long time. Luka will win two or three MVPs. I don't care what anybody thinks, what anybody says. The guy averaged 28, 29, 9 and 8 last year. <laughs> right. You don't like I, I in his keep, second year. Yeah, in his second year. That's exactly right. Skinner. You don't bump into that. You right. Don't, you don't just like you know like like oh, yeah. Okay, I I averaged 29, 9 and 8. Yeah. That just doesn't happen, man. So for all the haters out there, man, call me what you want. Uh discredit me all you want. I could I don't give a damn. Cuz you know. I, well, I do know. So, so you brought up. I don't know if you've seen this yet because it just started circulating last yeah, I night. Saw it. The I LeBron. Yeah. Oh my God. The, shoe, the Nike deal. I wanted to start yeah. my Nike empire with Luca. Yeah, like, exactly find right. a better compliment than that for the best well, player and, in the world and, and, to say and he that. Went on to say everything. Everything Luca stands for. He's about. You yes. Know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's what the. That's what the gist of it was. But I did see that. That's amazing. And meant to 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 bring that up while I was. Uh, bumping my gums, but, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just don't understand. And like I, I said when we first started this stuff, you know, a lot of it's kind of race baited. You know, kind yeah. of the black and white thing. Right. You know what I mean? You know, there, there's always that 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 little element. But um, you know, I'm a realist, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I I believe what I see. I, I believe in. I don't believe in numbers the way you might believe in them or mm-hmm. other people. I mean, hell, the Mavericks organization. Big component of numbers, right? And and how they 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 add they uh they 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 come about. But 
I'm an eye test guy. Mm-hmm. And when I watch this dude at 6'8", six, 6'9", six, stop and go and handle the basketball in the open court and make passes that only he see mm-hmm. in advance, I, I just don't, I don't think there's any questioning Luka Doncic. That big sign that's out there on, is it 30? You know, my daughter lives out that way, so there's a big sign with Luca, it's saying all NBA is what it's saying. That's not a myth, man. That's not a that's not a coincidence. Luca is all NBA and gonna be for the rest of his for a long time in his career, man. I mean, I'm I'm tired of trying to trying to explain his greatness, yeah. Because every single night, you know, like a lot of times, I'm I'm, I'm you know I do a game on the road at home, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe we give somebody else some love. But how the hell are you going to overlook 40 uh, double, triple-double with 40s and, and, right. and, and 18 rebounds and 15 assists? You can't overlook it. No. And you want to spread the wealth, but the wealth, but you can't overlook what this guy is as a player, how dominant he is and will be. Yeah, that's that whole thing where it's like, hey, a dude had 13 off the bench tonight. Should yeah. we interview him? Uh-uh. <laughs> you shouldn't, you know? You shouldn't, and he'd probably want to push some other guys to the forefront, you know? Yeah. I, I just think the key, man, just to, to wrap up, you know, Mavs talk, I think the key is KP, man. I do too. Again, if KP is healthy and played like he played in that bubble in Orlando. It's go time. It's go time, and the Mavericks can compete against anybody. And speaking of the Mavericks competing against the Lakers and, and maybe being a team that, that can cause some problems with them, Christmas Day. How about You'll that? Get an opportunity, I think, tentatively, yeah. right? I think it's, it's yeah, official, but not official. Yeah. Like when all the ESPN dudes that are owned by ABC and Disney are yeah. saying it's going to happen, it's you know gonna it's going to happen, yeah. right? And what better way to start to start things off than than to uh, to see? The, I think it'll be our second game, third game, maybe. Yeah, 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 second game. Yeah. So, so, it, so the other thing too is starting the season against Phoenix when we were just like making bold predictions. Uh, I was talking about the idea that maybe the Mavericks would pay, play Phoenix on Christmas Day because Phoenix is obviously an exciting young team. Oh, yeah. And I was like, just got Chris Paul. Right. Mavs and Phoenix are kind of tied together. So mm-hmm. that's how the Mavs open the season, by all accounts, is it's going to be at Phoenix and you're going to have, you know, Luca and Devin Booker and these young stars. Because I, I think that those two teams are in a similar orbit right now in yeah. terms of their. Yeah. Making their. Building up their. their, their uh... They're run. Yeah, they're they're, they're going to be. Uh, they're both going to be good. Chris Paul does a lot for a guy like uh, Devin Booker. Yes, with his uh, with his leadership and just his experience overall. Um, Aiton, I think, is again. There's always an X factor. I I, I think he is. He, he's the key. Yeah, and how how, how quickly he can mature mm-hmm. as a player and and, and and do the things necessary to uh, to be. Phoenix has done it. They've done a good job. They have. I mean, pulling that trade off. Yes. For uh, for Chris Paul, huge is going to pay going to bode well for them as a uh, as an organization. I just don't see them being on. on you know, James Johnson was the other guy for the Mavericks mm-hmm. that I was trying to remember. An edge, almost like a Brian Cardinal type role for us. Uh, a little better though. Yeah. Little, oh yeah, more, yeah, yeah. A little more skills. Yes. And in, in, in all due respect to Brian. Yeah. A little more talent can knock down outside shots. Can mm-hmm. defend. And I, I think that, and just looking the way they've done things, Dallas, that is, they've they've made a a, a, a huge effort, skin, to get better defensively. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's really what they're thinking because I again, Richardson can defend James Johnson. By the way, he's a black belt. 
Yeah, how about uh, that? Karate guy, so you don't. He, he gonna, he's going to be able. You don't have to worry about Harold and right, right, right. Mar- Marquise Morris and all those guys trying to trying to jump on Luke. <laughs> he'll be able to do that. But more importantly, man, he just brings a different a different dynamic to this Maverick team, and I, I like the team. I mean, I you almost forget about Willie Colley Stein, yeah, and how athletic he is, how he runs like a deer mm-hmm. in the open court. It's going to be good. Yes. It's, it's going to be good. Dallas is going to be really, really good. Um, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about, Skin, while we're talking, is how COVID may affect I've been thinking about that, the too. The NBA season. Yeah. You know, it's, it's had an impact on, on the NFL, for sure. Right. You know, games being moved around. I'm just not sure how that's all going to work. Because oh. remember, the Mavericks were in a bubble. Uh, the NBA was in a bubble to our restart the season and, and be able to crown a champion. And the numbers, you know, are so high right now in terms of people at, getting at an it. all time high. It's outrageous. Yeah. And so, you know, I'll just, hell, I'll be selfish. I'm a little nervous walking into the AAC, mm-hmm. not knowing, you know, okay, how many people. I mean, there's, look, we still, today's December the 2nd or 3rd yeah, or whatever it is. Time. And there's supposedly a vaccine around the corner. Yes, but I, I'm not going to take. But I'm nervous about it, man. Yeah. I, you know, and yeah. I, I would think that these teams are nervous about it. And yeah. back to traveling. I mean, hell, I'm the, hoping we don't have to travel. That, yeah. that's just me. I, yeah, I, and I don't know how you feel. You can have your opinion, of course. I support that. Yeah, I, I would prefer not to. That, yeah. That's just me. I'm 60 years old in October, um, and I, I just I'm just at a point in life where I don't want to put in. I don't want to jeopardize. Yeah. Anything uh, at this juncture, in especially my life. how far we've just come the last eight months, or how yeah. I mean, we've had to shut this yeah, yeah. world down. Yeah, yeah. And there's ever, there's been speculation that they were talking about doing it again. Yeah, uh, here recently. So I, you know, I look at football, and the Ravens had what like almost twenty plus guys. Yeah, to test positive uh, a couple of weeks ago, or just last week. Mm-hmm. So it's still out here. Yeah, and I, I think I think we would be ludicrous, man, to just ignore that and, and, and pack houses and, yes. you know, and, and go on with our lives and, and our business, our work as business as usual. I just don't think that's the right thing to do right now. I don't have the say over it. Of course, there are some other people that are going to make those decisions, but me personally, man, just think that that bubble worked. I don't know if you can do the bubble again. I right. find it almost impossible to do, but you got to do something for, for precaution. I wonder if behind the scenes they're not scrambling right now to have an auxiliary plan because. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, the deal. You got to have a, a plan B and a plan C. Right. And I think, you know, maybe they could adjust the schedule and maybe they could have a bubble in Orlando and maybe they could have one in Vegas or wherever they were talking about. You know, I. I but, uh, you know, in other words, have two teams playing games in separate places, mm-hmm. and then when they they can flip or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Uh, and, but, you know, it's, it's hard today. See, I didn't think about that. You're thinking way outside the box, which the NBA. They have to. By the way, you got to give them another check for the way they handled that, that pa- the pandemic uh, during the summer. Right. Because they did a tremendous job, I, I think. You know, kudos to, to Adam Silver and just everybody. The whole NBA as a whole. So I, it's it's shocking still, 
and I've been, I know you have too. Uh, we've both been very diligent about our approach to this, but it is shocking to flip on the news and see are they up over 270,000 deaths now for the year? Mm-hmm. And I know some people go, oh, those numbers are skewed. Well, hell, even if they're skewed by 50%, it's 135,000 deaths. Like, we what are we talk talking about, about here? Like, it's a walk in the right. Central Park, man. It's that, so wrong. You know, you, so many people, you know, suffer through. Through one death. I yeah. Mean, it's just that simple. And I, I, you know, it all started with, you know, Dr. Sanjay and Dr. Um, Fauci mm-hmm. saying, wear a mask. Yeah. I see you downstairs when you pull up a little while ago. You see me. We got our mask on. It's right here yeah. with the mask on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're wearing a mask. Yeah. So if I had any advice, it would be that. Yes. It would be just to simply follow follow protocol, man. Yeah. Try to so we're social distance right now, mm-hmm. the three of us are. And here and I just think it's important to to follow protocol, man, and, and hopefully things things uh, get better sooner than later and, and we get a full season and because the flip side to it all, man, people have to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? People have to make a living. It's been a hard year for oh a lot God, of people. man. Could you imagine? And my, my heart goes out to the concession people. Yeah. The parking garage people. These people genuinely work for a living. You know, it's probably second job for some of these people. Right. And that revenue that they've missed. Can't make it up. Oh, my God. It's a, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow, man. So, so, so Harp, the, uh, my wife went and did a uh, food, food bank giveaway mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Done Monday before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Nice. And she said, we ran out of food and there was cars still wrapped around mm-hmm. the street. And I'm like, God, that is as brutal. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's more people. There's always people that are struggling and need our help, but there's more people struggling and need our help now than ever, at least in my lifetime, because of this confluence of all of these mm-hmm. things. I mean, we, we all do our part, man. Give a shout out to Dwayne Bishop. He bought, I think, 100 plus turkeys. <laughs> For Thanksgiving. That's awesome. For needy families, man. Yeah. He, for he, people don't know, Bishop is one yeah, of the security, security guys yeah, for the Mavericks. Yeah. And you, you've, if you've gone to an autograph signing to see yeah, Dirk, he's right there. there. He's right exactly there. Exactly right. And I, I just think that the more people make those kind of gestures, mm-hmm. the better it's going to be, man. Absolutely. You know, I, we've been fortunate in life. You know what I mean? You, you, you've, you've done pretty well for yourself. Same here. It's important to give, man. It's mm-hmm. important to give back. That's what this time of the year is about. Right. You know, it, it's not about doing stuff for a pat on the back. I mean, I, I just think that the only way everybody is going to be okay is that we all lend a hand, man. You know, we are the world. We are the children. You're Absolutely. a music guy. Absolutely. You remember that oh, video? Yeah, we had uh, everybody. We had Lionel Richie and Dionne Warwick and Michael Jackson and Bruce Springsteen. Coming together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make this world a better place. Just yeah. you and me. Yeah, absolutely. You, know uh, you got that, the lyrics down and everything. Yeah, man, I love that song. In, in fact, when, when, when the bubble started, when all the race stuff was, was out of control, I wanted to do something mm-hmm. in honor of that because mm-hmm. I watched that video over and over again. And the one thing that stood out to me and will always stand out to me is that you had every demographic in the world in in, in that video. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sidney Lauper, mm-hmm. all, all sorts of people. Right. Um, the boss was in there. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Al Jarreau. Uh-huh. You name it, man. Yeah. People, James Ingram. Uh-huh. Just some of the all-time greats, man, that, that was in that video. 
And they were basically talking about this was our country, and we got to make it a better place, man. And yeah. I just think that's what we need to do under the circumstances now. So I, I You know what I was thinking, I've been thinking about recently, Harp, is, you know, usually if you live in a neighborhood – you know, most of, not not most, but a lot of people in the neighborhood are kind of in your similar economic standing or whatever. Yeah. You wouldn't be in that neighborhood, and so uh, I think a lot of people that are just whatever middle class, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, they lose sight of the fact that you may not be quote unquote rich, mm-hmm. but if you are middle class, you're probably living better than eighty percent of the globe. Mm-hmm. When you you know we get really caught up in our what's directly in front of us, but if you step back and look, mm-hmm. there are Billions of people living in abject poverty. Mm-hmm. And if you have, if you're lucky enough, and it doesn't mean you didn't earn it or whatever, but you have to be blessed to even be in a position to live a good life. It's yeah. so difficult for people. And so if you are in that position, mm-hmm. you've got to do something to help. Yeah, there's you no doubt have about it, to. Man. And I, you know, you, you don't do something to help from your heart. Right. Not for a check mark. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Not, not for, you know, we're kind of getting into religion and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you certainly can't, can't, can't go there and tell people how to spend their money, what to do to help, all of those things. But personally, man, I want to help I as too. much as I can. Yeah, I, I really I feel do. You. I, I, I'll just try to do my little part, you know. And it, I just feel like if everybody does their little part, man, things will be a little bit easier. It's yeah. never going to be. For example, I'll give you another example. Delonte West, hmm. in the streets, mm-hmm. struggling, going through hell, mental illness. I suffer with the same thing, man. I, have, I suffer with depression and all of this stuff, okay? Delonte West going through what he's gone through, um, walking the streets. You see so many tweets about it, you know, like, wow, what happened to him and why is he doing this and Mark Cuban just picks up the damn, just goes and get this guy. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. I'm not a big tweeter, but I tweeted out, man. I wish, I would pray that somebody would do that for me if I was ever in that kind of a predicament. And Mark stepped up to the plate. He I did. give him a lot of credits. Again, you could have went and got, could have taken the, the, the necessary steps. And surely it's a process. You have to go through all kinds of stuff to just go, during a pandemic. Right. He went and got this guy off the street, man. Right. My heart goes out. To that kind of that kind of gesture, I do, yeah. And I just it think it's more. Oh, it was special, man. It'll, he didn't do it for fanfare. I'm right. telling you, knowing Mark the way I know him, he did it because it was the right thing to do. The, you, I, you said something there, and I think um, I want to make sure people do know this. Uh, and I know because I've and I know you have too. I've seen it firsthand. I personally know of a charity. Yeah, I know these people that Mark donated a lot of money to, mm-hmm. and it's not out there anywhere in the press. Yeah. The only reason I know is because I knew the people yeah. doing the charity, yeah. and it is a significant amount of money that he donated. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like he does, he does that stuff all the time. Yeah. And if you are lucky enough to be a millionaire, much less a billionaire, right, right. you've got to give those things back. Yeah. You it chokes have me to. up, man, when I think about that gesture in particular because, you know, we, we can <laughs> – you can talk about it until you're blue in the face, right? Mm-hmm. You can just talk like, oh, my God, it's crazy. He was in the NBA, and how could he do this, and how could he do – nobody knows how. Right. You know, drugs, all that, 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 that can happen to anybody, mm-hmm. man. It, it, it can happen. I mean, it's just that simple, man. So, you know, I, I commend Cube. I commend all people that, that find that, – that I saw something where Curtin 
uh, the pitcher for the Dodgers. Oh, Kershaw. Kershaw. Oh, he's a great person. Yeah. Him and his wife both. They do a lot of different things yes. to help. Yes. You know what I mean? And I, I you know, I, I don't think you can do enough of that stuff, man. So it, uh, it's a great gesture. So I, that's I, our that's our uh, our parting shot for open run. Is if you're listening yeah. to this, go do something. Go do something. Whatever man. it is, go do yeah, something. Go Even do if it's something. going and reading books to kids, yeah, there's so many things, things you can man. do. It's the little things that mean so much is what I've always heard, man. And I, <laughs> I want to make a difference. <laughs> I do, too. Simple. I do. I've been blessed, man, abundantly uh, throughout my life. You know, And there were times, I'll tell you this quick story, man, that you know, I, I played AAU, peewee basketball, YMCA football, you name it, down in Florida. And, of course, that wasn't free. Right. And I was pretty good, you know. And somebody somebody paid for me to play. I don't know who the hell it was <laughs> that paid for my cliques, that paid for my chin strap, <laughs> you know, all the things that, that were provided by those respective uh, um, deals, you know, coaches, uh, athletic directors. I don't know what they were at that particular time, but somebody did it for me, man. And wow. I've always thought about that. You know, I've always thought that, you know, when people are in need, man, you got to step up. You can't think twice about it. You got to go and uh, go and make it happen. I mean, I, I really do. I think about that all the time. Like, how in the hell? I know my mother can't afford to pay for all of this stuff that I'm getting mm-hmm. to be a part of the basketball team and be a part of the football team. At, at at that stage in my life, so somebody else must have been doing it. And thank you. Okay, <laughs> you, you just all I can say. You, you just know? gave me a great idea. We're going to do this. I'm going to make this happen. There is a guy. And we've had him on the radio show. Yeah. There's a guy named Sergeant Ira Carter. Uh-huh. Okay. And he's one of these guys. He's part of the Dallas Police Department, but he also goes to other departments and helps them train de-escalation and things yeah. like this. All right. This guy is. I think he's a year older than me, Harp. In his high school prom in Mississippi in 1988, mm-hmm. it was a segregated prom mm-hmm. in 1988. Wow. And there was a clip that was going around the Internet where on the night of the protest, he got together with all the protesters, like, I'm going to march with you. Let's just be respectful of people's businesses, but I'm going to be in this fight with you. But if I'm going to do this with you, it doesn't end today. It doesn't end tomorrow. It yeah. doesn't end in a week. We got to stay in the fight all the time. Very, he's an amazing guy. But the reason I just thought about him is he runs a program, I think, in Grand Prairie, mm-hmm. where they help kids get football equipment and stuff that can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Because when you engage in those sorts of activities, it keeps you engage it keeps you motivated mm-hmm. and it gives you everybody needs a little purpose mm-hmm. and you know if you don't have these things you can wander off into the oblivion and so he's a, he's a great dude and he'd be great on this podcast we'll yeah. get him on this podcast yeah, and chop it up I, I, I would love to man um give me some of that hair oh you got it you, you see this mullet i'm rocking this 80s mullet it's a wig harp i'm wearing a That's wig right a wig, now right? <laughs> This is a ball head right here. This is a ball head. I think I started this fad, man, cutting all your hair off and, or most of your hair falling out and, and just rolling with it. I, I don't know if you know how this started in the 94 finals against the Rockets. Charles I don't know Oakley, this. Charles Oakley says, hey, man, we're going to do something to build team unity. I think I've mentioned this to you and Mark before. But anyway, long story short. He says, we're going to build some un- team unit. I was like, oh, what are you talking about? How are we going to do it? He said, everybody's going to get a bald head. <laughs> and if you saw the look on Patrick Ewing's face, <laughs> John Stark's face, 
You know, and I, I'm thinning at that point. In 94, I'm starting to thin. I'm like, shit, I'm in. I'll do, I'll do it. I don't have anything to lose. I already knew what I would look like anyway with a bald head. With a bald head. So I went right to the – we were in, in Charleston, South Carolina, getting ready for the playoffs to start. Uh-huh. Played the Cleveland Cavaliers in the first round. I went right to Oak's room, like, hit me. <laughs> and I never grew my hair back. So that's, that's how I became bald, other than my hair started to thin when I was uh, when I was in New York. So and you whatever kept it's it worth, crispy yeah. clean ever since. Yeah, I, and I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so there you go, if you were interested in personal stories. I like personal stories. <laughs> yeah. Boom. All right, there you go. Open yeah, run. Open we'll be run, back baby. soon, baby. Yeah, look forward to it, man.